welcome to 80s Babies and the Great Cinematic Debate, the podcast where we rewatch and obsess over the movies that we loved as kids, the movies that we watched as kids, the movies that ultimately shaped our generation as kids growing up in the late 80s and early 90s. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined today and tomorrow and forever by Charlie. Charlie, how are you? (laughs) I am fantastic i actually am so good that i have no end to this sentence well just ended so (laughs) how are you doing i'm great thank you so much for asking oh my god yeah i know i saw you yesterday the day before and the day before that because obviously in the sequence of tomorrow and the next day of us hanging out that that would be the okay i'm losing the logical next i'm losing it we'll pass it so we watched Adventures and babysitting. Adventures and babysitting. So Elizabeth Shue is flawless. Mm-hmm. Did she date Tom Cruise at one point? Uh, I don't know. That would <clears> make <throat> sense, though. Wasn't that, wasn't she the Days of Thunder lady? Maybe that was Nicole or Top Kidman. Gun. I honestly, I do not know. A woman is more than the man that she's married to. Right, but I'm trying to ask which movie she was in. So let's move. <laughs> On from that. Women depend on men. There it is. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Too soon. Too soon. Okay. Long live women power. This tent power. is tiny, so. <laughs> it just got a little bit smaller, didn't it? Uh, yeah, we watched The Adventures in Babysitting. It's a movie about a girl who gets basically dropped uh, by a dude, or the guy has to go hang out with his sister and babysit because she's sick, allegedly. And so she ends up picking up a babysitting shift. Her, she goes over there. The one boy, the boy likes her a lot. Uh, the girl's into Thor, and the mom and dad. Dad's kind of hot, but we'll move past that. Yeah. And um, she gets a phone call from her sister in the middle of her babysitting. Well, at the it's beginning just, of her it's babysitting, just her friend. a friend. I'm sorry, you're right. And Brenda, who's actually my spirit animal, I think. And she goes, "I did it. I ran away from home, and now I'm stuck at the bus station, and I have no money." She's stupid, is what yeah. she is. Isn't eighty stereotypes for a girl with glasses to be smart? Hello, Thelma. I guess that was seventies. I'm not sure. Maybe that was just me, but I, I mean, to me, when I was a kid, glasses meant smart. I know it just means poor vision, but I had that dumb stereotype that yeah, glasses meant smart. Yeah, but anyway, that's true. So she's stuck at the bus station. She has no way. So she's like, can you give me money? No. Well, come pick me up. Okay. So she loads all the kids in because they blackmail her into it. And so they go on their way. They're on the freeway and she blows a tire. They're picked up by this creepy, nice man with a hook. And he is a tow truck driver. And he says, I'll fix you up. Just follow me. He ends up going to his house and murdering his wife. Murdering. No. Did he kill the wife? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he murdered his wife, uh, and then, so they jumped into a random car, and it was being stolen at the moment, so then they end up going to a chop shop, where they are put up into a room where they steal a Playboy. Because the chop shop is owned by the mafia. It's owned by the mafia. And they end up climbing out the window, they go, they start to run, they end up in the backstage of a blues uh, club, and they have to sing the blues to get out of the store. They sing it, or the bar, I apologize. They go out the front door, and it's not as sketchy. They're not as afraid as they were before, apparently. And they run into the subway system because the car chases after them, right? Yes. And next they go to the in the car. The kid gets stabbed in the foot. They fucked with the babysitter. They go to the hospital. After the hospital, they leave to... They meet the um, hook man again who said, your car is at this place. It's all fixed up. You own 50 bucks. So they end up going to this place. They have to find out where they're going to get the 50 bucks. They end up going to a frat house where she bats her big, beautiful eyes. And he's like, oh, I got $45 for you. And I got you a ride to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And so they get a ride to the place. And that's where they meet the imaginary Thor who... Chris Hemsworth, he is not. Not one bit. He's got nice arms, though, and he's all lubed up. I like a nice lubed man. I'm not going to lie to you. And um, the kid convinces them to let him have it for $45, not 50 So they take the car, and they drive to go get Brenda. I'm yeah. sorry. They go okay. get Brenda. They kind of close it up, and then they go home. There's more of that, but you She falls out the window. And you can't do that. You snapped at me. We're moving on with it. So no, sorry. this is our We opinions. hit, like, literally every single plot point here. Well, I mean, it, there was a lot of twists. There, there was, was a lot of twists. a lot of twists. A 
Okay, so I think like to melt that all down into like a simple statement, you could sum up this movie by saying, "Who is babysitting who?" Whom? The babysitter becomes the babysittee at some points. The grasshopper becomes the grasshoppy. <laughs> it didn't work out so much, but we'll move past it. You tried. So we open up with uh, me realizing that in deep inside, I'm nothing but a 17 year old little girl when I get ready for my day, because I have my dances. headphones on and I um, enjoy my moment. I'm not gonna lie. I do the dishes and I have my Christina and the Queens on, and I just feel like, yep, this is it. This is what's up. You know, movies that start out this way with um, somebody dancing as they get ready in the morning, they usually don't. Turn out well. You know, Crossroads with Britney Spears. <laughs> so there's a hint cinema. of sarcasm behind that tone? <laughs> it's a really upbeat way. Are you saying this is an anomaly? Everything is about to come crashing down on this character. I got you. Such a high moment to be able to sing into a brush in a mirror. Mm-hmm. She gets all dressed up because she's going on the date. I love that she's 17, but in real life she's 24. Yeah, right? <laughs> bitch, you you in high school, really, yeah. really. Not that you're not beautiful and gorgeous and flawless and sure you could be a centerfold. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you're not 17. Because yeah. honestly, I would call Chris Johansson if I saw you flirting with that young boy. I know she didn't yeah. really go after it, but like, you know what I mean? There was definitely moments where I was like, nope, nope, illegal. Yeah, he seems so much younger than her. So much younger, but he is. He, she was born in 63, he was born in 70. So, okay. I mean, even, I know that's not that many years in adult time, but in, like, that but age in, group, that's quite a movie, bit. in the movie, though, they're, that's like... quite a bit. In the movie, I couldn't tell, was he a freshman? He, I know she was, was a, a freshman, senior. She oh, was okay. a senior, yep. He said, if you see me in school, I know I'm a freshman. Well, yeah. But she's like, oh, okay. I always say hi to friends. Ugh, well, I know, vomit. Ugh. Yeah, because she, well, first she gets... <laughs> She gets all ready, and her date comes to pick her up, and he's like, uh, actually, I'm not gonna go. Mm -hmm. Like, so, is this what you had to do back in the day? Like, you had to physically cancel on somebody? Yeah. Unless you had a a phone near you that you could call their home line, their landline. Yeah. What if you didn't have one? I'd be like, oh, I don't have a landline. Well, who didn't have a landline back then, though? Honestly. Everybody had, like, 150,000 yards of cord. You could walk around your entire damn house with that shit. Nice. Remember that? No. We had a phone that was, like, the dial one, though. Yeah, the rotary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your yeah, sound one. effects right now, I'm sure, <laughs> just painting a beautiful picture. <laughs> I had, did, When they first started coming out with, like, caller ID and the flashy or whatever, they were giving out so many phone numbers for free to get people to switch to things. So, like, each one of me and my siblings had a different phone number, but all to the same phone. They just rang in different tones. Well, so we all cool. had to memorize. Yeah, it's cool, except that's for when you were my age with that your own phone number. It doesn't really ring that much, and it's a little depressing because you never hear your... <laughs> you kind of forget what it sounds like, Aww. so that's a really good moment for me. Well, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry we brought it there. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think puff sleeves will ever make a comeback as a fashion statement? I think it depends on who's, who's creating the moment. Cause she wears them in this up in this movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you mean shoulder pads? No, no, no. She's wearing like literal puff sleeves. You know, mm-hmm. like not as big as Ariel, but like pretty big. And I was like, I thought they were so cool when I was a little kid. I had puff sleeves. <laughs> yeah, but it was the '80s. Did you see a lot of that shit when the parents were at that party? Oh, I could have yeah, vomited. Yeah, true. Oh my god. <laughs> and then when they were at the college party, I saw those like huge neon clips that were holding the ugliest ponytail up to its head oh my god and the crimped frizzed out hair you're right the hair was a oh, lot unreal unreal i just was like what were you thinking <laughs> shame is all i'm having to say 90s wasn't amazing but 80s was insane 70s you can even argue for because it was cool young whatever but 80s was ridiculous it was very materialistic Mm-hmm. Everything was plastic. Plastic shoes, neon colors, like just tickety tack fake everything. Everything was so manufactured. Gross. I mean, you could still make that argument about today. You're right. But it, I wouldn't say there. it's as um, lycra based. You just really don't like the 80s, I'm sensing. I love the 80s. No, no, no. I love the 80s. Because you're describing like fashion of the I 90s know. could be applied to today. I think the tackiest generation in which I've been in, like, alive for 
was the era of the early 2000s. What were we thinking back then? Like uh, the chunky everything, mm, like the Smash Mouth, pure please. plastic everything, mm. frosted tips on guys. Like, <laughs> Mark <well>. McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> what were we thinking? Smash Mouth? That happened. <laughs> oh. I remember being so embarrassed for Ross Geller when he bought leather pants. I was like, oh. I thought he could get it. I saw him in leather pants. I'm like, yep, I'll watch that. No. I know. I know. It was supposed to be a bad moment, but I was like, yeah, it could be tighter. It could be tighter. All right. He did look like a pirate. The blouse is what I think threw off the whole look. Yeah, I didn't like it when he had long hair. Right. Ross. So, the movie. <laughs> so, she's all bummed. She picks up a babysitting He's gig. Doing the fade even away. though she's, like, too old to babysit. Is yeah, from her perspective, right. like, well, you're still in high school. I was like, yeah, you're 24. You're getting paid, <laughs> so chill. Right. And uh, so she begrudgingly goes over there, and then it's when we're introduced to Jacob Tremblay. To Jacob and her older brother. What? The little boy. The little boy. The little girl that's obsessed with Thor. I feel like that looks like Jacob Tremblay. I don't know who that is. I guess. Oh, he's super famous. He has Instagram. He loves Star Wars. He, you described <laughs> He was in Room, which was nominated this year for Best Picture. The Room? No, it's just called Room. Okay. I was like, uh, I've seen that movie, and I don't believe it was nominated for a fucking thing, actually. He wasn't nominated at the Oscars, but his co-star won Best Actress this year. He wasn't in Star Wars? No, he just loves Star Wars a whole lot. I love that that's the fact that you're bringing to the table to describe somebody. Well, it's a big fact. If you know him, you're like, oh, yeah, Jacob loves Star Wars. Huh. You know who he is. You I'm, get it. I am embarrassed for you right now, if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I No, no. He was in a huge, like, that was critically acclaimed Oscar-nominated I heard picture. positive things. You know, do you that's know who not... Brie Larson is? No. She won Best Actress this year so at the Oscars. She was on Saturday Night Live this That's weekend. not the part that I was concerned about. So if we could rewind just a bit to, he likes Star Wars. <laughs> That's one of like the things, quirks about him. He got, like, he stood up at the Oscars when R2 and C-3PO came out. He, like, yeah. stood up and, like, leaned over because he was so excited. And he takes selfies with celebrities, so he's also known for that. Huh. What a really fun guy <laughs> is he attractive you're me he's like nine. Oh, okay thank you that's the part i was missing i'm imagining this like 27 year old dude i'm like i don't like this i don't like this at all oh okay that's adorable okay he's nine okay yeah. i apologize i was just trying to i didn't know who he was and you're like and i'm thinking like for some reason i have Jon snow in my head and him as this person i'm like that's weird no don't Ooh. i wonder if kid harrington likes star wars Oh, I'm going to vomit. Just a nice thought to think about him as Kylo Ren. Here's a better thought. Him in Boba Fett's outfit, slowly taking off his helmet and whooshing his hair back. Yup. Like that. Yup. You're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Okay, so how we feel about Boba Fett <laughs> is how young Sarah feels about Thor. Oh, nice turnaround. And, you know, mind you, Ooh. this is the 80s before there was comic book movies galore, so Thor has not yet graced right. the big screens with right. Chris Hemsworth's presence. Because so. I remember watching this as a kid, and I thought, who the fuck is that obsessed with Thor? I'm sorry, but no. And then now it's like, kids are obsessed with Thor that age, so I'm like, well, yeah. I'll go fuck myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I had no idea who Thor was. Oh, really? I didn't read comic books like that. When I read comic books, it was like Betty and Veronica. I never read comic books, but I knew who Thor was. Yeah. The God of Thunder. I also knew who Raiden was. So... You know who who was? Raiden, the God of Lightning. Was he in He-Man? He was in Mortal Kombat. No, <laughs> But they, you know, had similar powers-ish. <laughs> mm, I watched He-Man. The Legend of Grey Skull. That's great. Okay, so <laughs> she... <laughs> she is probably the biggest fan girl now. The character, if she was a real person. Right, she's probably at Comic-Con as like, 
I met him once, like, but like 450 pounds, and like she hasn't washed her helmet since then because he touched it, and so it's like got like boogers and like disgusting things that are just melted to it. That's she in my went head. back and married that dude from the garage. Could you? Oh, that'd be romantic. And she's oh. like, she's completely like a little bit senile, so she actually thinks that he's Thor, and he just thinks it's hot because he's always wanted to be a hero, and he doesn't. Yeah. You know, not living his dream. I'm not saying he's a zero. I'm just saying. Well, he, he lives he, it every year at Comic Con. Respectfully. Yeah, I've actually never been at Comic Con. I can't comment on. Comic Con is amazing, and I'm not trying to make fun of Comic Con because mm-hmm. that is. I would love to go back to San Diego Comic Con. Okay, great. Um, so she tells her brother that what's her face is coming over to babysit. Mm-hmm. Chris. And so I'm wondering why can't he babysit? The brother. Because he was supposed to spend the night at his friend's house. So it's not like Chris was hired to babysit him right. and his little sister. Right. She's just babysitting the little sister, and he finds out that she's babysitting, so decides not to sleep at his friend's house. Right. Because he wants to put it in there. Huh. If I was his parents, I'd be a little pissed. Like, you cost me $20 to pay this chick. I don't think they really had $20 to worry about. It was the late 80s. They were doing pretty fucking they good. They owned a Did building in house? downtown Chicago. Did you see that house? When they said they owned that building, I was like, these kids... They said they owned it? I thought they just said this is my parents' building. Like, they just worked there. Uh, they said it's my parents' building. I assumed it means they owned it. They're oh, in I the suburbs of Chicago. Work. Have a nice house. These kids are balling. Obviously, I've never been to a city before. So. I love the the whole theme of the movie is, you must be from a small town. You're in the big city now. You're fucked. Right. <laughs> like, no, they didn't say small town. They said suburbs. Like, these are obviously suburb kids. You, I feel uh, like that's a big point of this movie. Because suburbia really start began to sprawl in the 80s, and that became, like, a place that people migrated to, to get out of the big, like, dirty, violent city mm-hmm. to move to the suburbs, like, that's where the white picket fence and, well, no, that's more like 50s, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there was mm-hmm. suburban sprawl in the 80s. A lot of people moved out there. There were shopping malls. Everything became spread out. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like this movie is a comment, not necessarily a comment on that, just, like, a spotlight on that aspect of suburban children who their parents move them out of the city to give their kids better lives and the kids entering the city now for the first time mm-hmm. which went it's over it's like well. the children of the 80s like going into the harsh world i guess where it's not all peachy like it seems like it is it's not all plastic and lycra you get out into the real world and you could be a hooker if you're lucky <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you run away from home. I tried to sell this ass once. I ended up owing money. I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. That's something I feel like we'll get to at another time. Um, so. I died a little that day. So, yeah, she's babysitting the kids, and her friend calls her. Brenda. Brenda. Who is my spirit animal. I love her. Her purple glasses, that blown out fucking hair, and those big ass earrings. J'adore. Mm-hmm. Something about her, I was like, I feel like she would be me. And then the moment she steps out of her comfort zone, she's in trouble and in a panic. Yeah. And she's crying, help me, help me, the sky is falling. Well, it was her bad. Like, she 100%. ran away from home right. and didn't have a plan. She was like, shit, I got to this place, and I didn't think about anything else, so I'm here, I have no money, and I can't get home, and I can't go anywhere else, so fuck. Do you think her dad beats her or something? Like They never explain they never do, what but they the make deal it is real. with her parents. Right, because it's apparently been building up because she calls Chris and is like, I, I did it. I ran away from home. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if it was, like, a spur-of-the-moment thing, you think she would call and say, like, okay, so I ran away from home because <laughs> my mom was being a cunt about, like, me going to the mall. Right. Right. But, no, she t- I finally did it. I got out. So she has been going through some shit. <laughs> For, like, two years. Her dad She's probably, been like... like put a max on her credit card is what it was if we're gonna stereotype the 80s suburbs life that's what he said, probably saw the purple glasses was like alright you clearly cannot be trusted with money we're done we're done she mm, adore the 80s but <laughs> I wanna vomit but they probably make that into a jacket or something yeah I love that the kids blackmail her and then 
they run into <laughs> the kid's friend, and he also blackmails her. Do you know who he is? What he's from? What's he from? He played the original Roger in Rent, and also Roger oh, I did in not the movie. see Rent. In the movie, too. On stage or on screen. Oh, I love it. You it's did. It's broken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can recognize his voice, actually. I heard him in another musical, and I was like, is that this? And Danny was like, it is, actually. Are you a musical person? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I know. That is, <laughs> that is the one I know. Such a great conversation Thank that you, you so guys much. had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of ended there, but that was a discussion we had. So mm. I just thought I'd bring it up for everybody to hear. So they end up getting blackmailed, and uh, <laughs> she goes. And the kids are super excited to stay out late and go to the city. The redhead is quite possibly the most annoying piece of shit. I the think that girl? Is, no, the boy, the oh, redhead friend. The boy, I don't yeah. remember his name. He might be the most annoying person to ever be created. He obviously doesn't have people that say no to him. Yeah. He points and laughs, and I would hit him. Mm-hmm. Hit him hard though. Yeah, he's not quiet about his, like, he's not good at keeping his expressions off of his face. Mm-hmm. Like, his true feelings off of his face. And he's, have you seen him today? He's no. super fucking hot. He was in Rent. Super fucking hot. Um, yeah, he steals Playboy and is looking at it in the back seat and talking about it. Like, you guys are in a tiny car. I know cars weren't that much bigger in the 80s right. where you can't hear other conversations. I love that they it's didn't weird. use a girl that kind of looks like her. They used her. They did? In that Playboy quote? Was that really her that they used? Yeah, you could see the face. It was 100% her because I'm like... Uh, you just sound like the all the people in the movie. <laughs> you stupid. Do you know for a fact that it's her? They showed it. They. I know they showed... The picture. The picture. That was her. How do you know for sure? Because I could see both of them in the same frame. But you don't know for sure. Like, you didn't read You're that still, They clearly had her model for that <laughs> fake Playboy. Damn it, Samantha. Maybe Tom Cruise wouldn't let her pose nude, okay? So they start driving to the fucking bus station when he's like, Hey, quick, get off here. And she blows a tire. Mm-hmm. And she's telling this horror story, uh, this horror babysitter story to the little girl about the hook hand. Right, can't you just turn on the radio? Right. <laughs> you gotta be Do fucked up. you need to tell, up. like, scary I mean, stories around a campfire? She was watching fucking Halloween. The little girl. I was not big into horror movies in the 80s. Oh, so. I know that music. Like, nothing. She was watching Halloween when she, the babysitter walked into the living room. That, that, dun dun I know that scene 100% because I had nightmares for it about it for about seven years after the time I saw it. My favorite part is when she gets a flat tire. She goes, oh, don't worry about it. I've got my checkbook. <laughs> if that doesn't age a movie, I don't know what else will. I actually had a year ago, I was in a parking lot in um, Hollywood and Highland, and this older than me people come running over and be like, excuse me, will you explain to me how to fill out a check? Oh, I felt so gross. They thought I was older than them to instruct them on how to write a personalized check. It was the grossest day of my life, almost. I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but, um, yeah. Do you know, like, they were, like, significantly older than me, though. Like, I feel like at least ten years. Maybe they just forgot. Maybe they're so old that their memory went a little bit. They had it for years more than me. That's all I'm saying. We're moving past it. It's not that interesting, but it wasn't a good day. That's all I'm trying to point out. <laughs> I'm so sorry you went through that. Thank you. It's like almost as bad as getting a flat tire in the middle of the night in a bad neighborhood in Chicago, which is what happened to these kids. So then we meet the hook. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we meet the scary toad truck driver man. Who's also one of the sweetest men in the world. Do you know him? Yeah. Why do you say he's the sweetest man in the world? He offers to pay for their spare to give oh, him a free see, tone. you know, I feel like he's super creepy. He's also a wife beater. He had killer, let's respect, and she was a cheating bitch who deserved to do something about it. Well, she didn't deserve to die. Or uh, you beat. don't know how innocent she was. What if that was his brother? Doesn't matter. He it does killer. matter. He Maybe it's the Game of Thrones that I've been watching lately, but I think the bitch could suffer something for sure. 
But uh, just because you are in love with Theon doesn't mean <laughs> that that's acceptable. All I'm Ramsey. saying is that he is super kind because I would be scared out of my I mind. I think he's not kind. I think he's a huge creep. He pulled over to help this woman out with these kid children. I guess she's supposed to be the same age. I think like they played up how creepy he was like a little too much because he ends up like everything he says he's gonna help them with he mm-hmm. does right like by the end he does bring the car to the garage well, that's what i mean he wasn't creepy to them but he was creepy he, right he was he scary. might have carried through with his actions but he was a very creepy he showed up creepily he said weird things to her like it was a little sexist he brought them to his house and murdered his wife, and well, they that had was to a, run away. That was a that was a passion thing. He wasn't playing. I know that. he like got. I mean, he was creepy. The way his they showed was him out. was scary. His hoe was stepping out, so he had to fucking make sure shit was right. No. It was fun. The joke about his hand, though, and the glove part was pretty fucking funny, though. That's something my dad would do. You know, he's like, what happened to your hand? Oh, yeah. Did you keep it? Yeah, I kept it in the glove compartment. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I would have fucking opened the glove compartment. That's so funny. That line really killed me. That was hilarious. (laughs) Oh, I want to spit on you. So then we we pull over at the house. He offs the woman, or he's shooting, and they jump into the red convertible. And that's when we discover it's being carjacked by a young gentleman. Who's very nice, but very stupid. Very, very stupid. But not only that, but like he's like, oh, he seems authentically concerned for them. He seems like he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to drop them off in a scary neighborhood because he's worried for their life. And yet he brings them to a chop shop run by the mafia (laughs) who will kill them. So I don't get why he had that dumb moment where he was like, "This is the this is the point." It doesn't make sense for his character to be like, "Yeah, we're gonna go here." He doesn't actively help them. I mean, he's very nice, and he's, um, he's like, a good guy, but he doesn't, like, ever actively help them until the end of the movie. I think maybe actively helping him would be not some, not saying anything when they were climbing up the beam. Because he knew I they mean, were leaving. I mean, before they even went in there, he could have he could have dropped them off somewhere. I don't know. Right. The whole, no, like, I agree. He wasn't, like, in a hurry, I'm sure. Well, I mean, maybe he was. But, um... He didn't stall them at any point. Right. So, so they are there long enough to steal a Playboy that has important information. Thus, they get followers. So just a added issue of one not having a car, when they two were up on that beam, being a witness on a murder. Mm-hmm. When they were up on that have... beam, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to like walk over quietly over people who might kill me and make it. I want to make it. I obviously want to make it. But, like, ever since that that movie went out, because I remember my grandparents owned two VHSs to shut us kids up when we were over there. One was Beetlejuice, and the other one was Adventures in Babysitting. So I have seen this movie about 150 fucking times, and I just remember being like, that is so insanely scary, but cool. Crawl through a window in the middle of the night in a city. Let's fucking do it. You know what's crazy? This whole movie, they talk about the city, the city. They're in the big bad city. And they're from the suburbs, and this is all new to them. Um, It's really interesting. I felt like so, so much of a badass when I watched this movie as a kid, because I was like, I live in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like so much cooler than these kids. Like, they have no idea what what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm sure you did, though. Like, oh, yeah, you're in the city. Mm. I did. I mean, I didn't live in Chicago, but I lived in basically a city very similar to Mm -hmm. them. I, Minus the lake and, like, the size. and I grew up know. in, like, rural Minnesota, but my father, my parents were divorced, lived in down, in Bloomington, which is near Mall of America in downtown yeah. areas. And so, like, I halfway lived there, I guess, because we would visit around the weekends, but, like... Well, that's a suburb, so you I went from in... small-town child to, like, on the weekends being a suburb kid like these kids were. Bitch, come at me. Bitch, come <laughs> at me. God damn. Like, I was related for a second. And then you're just like, no, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, okay, I'll die. I'll die. I'm going to go hang myself off this cliff. Perfect. So, experience one. Lead so us they're, off. They're running. They run into the jet, the blues club. And I, I'm like, they're great. She gets to let off some steam. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. I loved this scene growing up. Are you kidding me? I love that the blues music were in, like, everything in the 80s yeah like everything had its own song and everything had a blues riff on it it was so great roseanne i loved the saxophone of the 90s i thought that was real cool yeah i really like that that's making a comeback Mm -hmm. it is lady gaga (laughs) brought it back Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think maybe um she helped with the re- re- resurrection. She helped. Okay, well that's your opinion. So <laughs> I'm so sorry you're shooting death glares at me. I'm so sorry I will never um we're moving on. I will never <clears throat> speak lowly of Lady Gaga again. <laughs> you're so I apologize to the Almighty and. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's not give her a Kanye head. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hold on. So he run out of the blues club, and then the bad guys are following him, and then they stop him with a guitar and says, "You can't get out of here without singing the blues." Yeah. And like they, they really care stare. if there's actually people in there. Right. Like. Really? Maybe worry about the kids that are obviously underage and shouldn't be allowed in there. <laughs> I mean, I think they were. The entire club stopped when there were children in a bar. I would. I'd be like, what the fuck? I was actually at this bar. It was Drag Bingo. And it was right before Christmas. And they stopped the glory hole blackout to have these teenagers come in and do this weird blessing thing. And all I could think of is... Can we read the room? Because I just won a black dildo and anal beads. And I had this, like, 15-year-old kid trying to spout Jesus at me. Can we not do that right now? I don't think the moments match. It it really was weird. It's really weird and doesn't really pertain to this movie. Okay, I'll go Um, back. (laughs) (laughs) So so they're, like, super happy because they get away. They run into, um, they have, like, their serious conversations, like, off to the side. Like, the one boy tells, basically tells Chris that he has a crush on her, right? And she's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, oh, you're, like, 12 and I'm, like, 30, so. <laughs> you probably have a pencil jack, so. And then <laughs> they're cut off because Jacob Tremblay runs up to them and is like, look at what Red Hair Boy is doing. And he's talking to a hooker. Yeah. Who is... <laughs> They, like, talk to her, and she, all they have to say is, he doesn't have any money, you're wasting your time. But they're, like, innocent and, like, don't realize that she's a hooker. hmm And she's like, I'm 17. They're the same age, the babysitter and the hooker. Yep. And it's, just, like, a harsh warning for kids. And that's like, when she's like, we gotta get to Brenda. Yeah, because she, Brenda. The, the hooker ran away from home. So that's what Brenda is gonna turn out like. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? She's like, aim away from the eyes. They can't take much more pain at this point. You know, we haven't discussed. Meanwhile, we keep cutting back to Brenda at the bus station. And she is having the worst time. And also, there's no security guards there. Right. When she makes the call from the payphone, because payphones were still a thing back then. They're still a thing now. I went camping. There was a payphone there, and people were using it. It's crazy. Well, like, there was, like, a box, and you had to go in and, like, Shut the crazy. door. Like, I wish those were still around, because I would go in them all the time and say, I'm in a glass box of emotion. Okay, one, <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Two, I would never go into a phone booth, because it's going to smell like pee. It's true. It's going to smell like pee or Well, in the else. nostalgic remembering of it, it's like a pristine box that you can go in and make collect calls. <laughs> You're so <laughs> Or do cool. print calls, because they can't trace it. <laughs> and when, in the movie Hackers, when they recorded the dial tone thing that got them free calls, I always wonder if that was true. Do you think it was? Probably not, because they wouldn't have put it in a movie, because people would probably try it. Okay, well, back to but this But I don't movie. know, I never saw it. So You never saw Hackers? Okay, I've seen it, I just don't remember it. Oh, I vomit. Um, so, the whole reason I brought that up is because she makes a collect call, and a guy tells her that that's his house. That's the end. That's all I was trying to get at, and mm-hmm. then you, like, interrupted me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me so much. But she's at the, she's like, you're in my home, you're in my home, and then homegirl grows a set of balls and kicks all of his shit out, and she's like, there, you moved. And I was like, <laughs> I where did she Bad get that ass. from? Get it, girl. Get it. Like, you holding it down like a diva. And then she gets her glasses stolen, and she can't see. Okay, she holds so up a rat, a sewer rat, thinks it's a kitty. She picks up a rat and thinks it's a kitten. This is the part I remember the most. It's probably actually the only thing I recall about this movie from a kid because I wasn't allowed to watch it. And watching it now as an adult, I see why. Because they what? swear a lot. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, they say fuck. They call each other bitches. Like, they witness murder. They have, like, the mafia after them. They run into hookers. All dogs go to heaven has like, all this. Yeah, but it's a cartoon. And they don't swear. That's fair. In 
alcohol box. Mm-hmm. Um, not the language. We can have the prostitutes, the gambling, the cigars, and the drinking. But we will not hear the word bitch. But it's also a cartoon. So <laughs> You're right. I don't know uh, if that makes a difference. But in this movie... I've seen cartoon porn, so I'm going to put that also, out there. And also, to be fair, my parents didn't really censor movies like that. So they probably just never rented it for us. But I did... Rem- like remember, I was wasn't allowed to. Maybe I was allowed to watch it. Hmm. Either Just way, didn't watch it. But I remember like my babysitter's kids were like teenagers, and they would watch it, and I would feel cool if I got to watch it. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to watch this, but they're watching it. Yeah. And that's the part I remember is <laughs> the rat think the I'll girl hold thinking the kitty. it yeah. was a kitten. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I thought that was like the reason that this movie is gold. <laughs> because of that scene. I Maybe this is, like, the 80s movies had a lot to do with kids lying to their parents. And I feel yes. like, just to because not get in trouble. They never come clean to their parents in this movie. They ne- they get away with all of Everything. it. Everything. And I gotta tell you, me and my siblings, we never told our mom until we were, like, 22, 23, out of the house, and she couldn't do shit about it. And we kind of unloaded on her. So I feel like... Maybe I got a little bit of an influence from this as a kid because I, I mean I think to some extent yes I like I never did anything crazy like this. We but... used to start fires in our garage. We used to mm, we don't have to go through that list I guess. Well, I just had like me and my sister. We didn't do a lot of crazy stuff, but I mean I don't know. But you're right. This movie and the tone of the '80s. And all of these, me- all of the media in the 80s was like, kids rule and parents drool. So, like, everything was targeted towards us. Like, we were the money makers. We were the ones telling our parents what to buy. We ran that town, you know? This is my house, bitch. <laughs> kids own the 90s. But... Who run the world's kids, ho? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Now we do. Because we're all in our 20s and 30s. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. It got really dark really quickly, and I don't like it. So I love that they they need money, so they run into the frat house. Yeah. Well, no, and that's not why. The little asshole redhead kid goes, oh, hey, let's bathroom. do something stupid. And so he runs in there, and she goes, all right, come on, honey. Well, right, because the girl has to go to the bathroom, too. Yeah, that's why she's like, all right, we'll deal with it. And then she meets this beautiful man who's now on scandal and not mm-hmm. as good looking because I can tell he's wearing eyeliner and I don't like that in a man. Hmm. Yeah, a little fun fact for you. I don't mind it. Like, Billy Zane wears it in Titanic. I'm not mad at it. Though I'm not attracted to Cal by any means because he's pretty evil. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will say he can rock the eyeliner. I'm like no so other. glad we brought it around to this. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. I was thinking Jared Leto. He looks beautiful mm-hmm. as no, eyeliner. No, Adam Lambert can rock the guy liner. I... Okay, I respect your decisions. Okay, so they go into this frat house, and all the frat guys, like, start freaking out. This the guy from Scandal, as you mentioned, and his friends. And they're like, that's a girl from Playboy. And she's, meanwhile, standing with a 12-year-old boy. Right, right. Or 14-year-old boy, whatever. And a little girl. And (laughs) the guy comes over to talk to her, and he's like, there's no way that she's from Playboy. She's here with kids. One, why does this girl think that it's normal that this guy is talking to her? Mm-hmm. Why does she think it's normal that he thinks it's normal that she's there? Right. They should be kicked out. What kind of frat party is this? Would let a they're kid like in? cool with kids hanging out there. What kind of creeper would bring a porno mag next to some nine-year-old? Yeah, true. What creeper? Well, yeah, I don't care how weird. drunk you are. Why would you unfold it, the centerfold? And be like, this is you, right? You weren't that drunk, homeboy. No. Right. Well, you're disgusting. You're disgusting. That was my whole problem. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Be like, is this you? Like, this is why your dick will never be wet. <laughs> you have no subtlety. Oh, and that, but that was also the dude that dated the girl that was making out with the red hair boy. So I guess he did get We're his really dick nailing the names here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him Sid Justice. And she kept calling him. She called him, and the other dude called him a bohunk as an insult, and I just want to know what that means. Do you know? A bohunk? I think that he's just a huge, like, solid hunk. Like, he's just, like, solid. Isn't hunk a compliment? Right. I think it means so it's dumb, a like a dumb, thick-headed, like, ogre. I don't know if, like, Thick they skull. should be insulted by that or, like, take it as a compliment. 
I would take him as a compliment. He was like good when somebody Ish. says like you're a skinny bitch. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh my god, I just threw up. Oh my god, Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I can't even. That's too far, Charlie. Just come at me. <laughs> Anorexia is not a joke. I was bulimia, so I said I threw up. So. Okay, you got me. I'm so sorry. Get your um, Anna's right. How? So the dude, like, is, you know, the co- the frat boy is, like, also a little creepy because he's like, yes, I'll give you money, of course, anything I can do to help. Mm-hmm. And gives them a ride. Like, you are, like, too generous for this girl that's in high school and with children. Like, he's being a little, like, coming on too Although, strong. I mean, it was late 80s, early 90s, so it's not like people didn't have money. Yeah. They were renting out a frat house, so they probably had disposable income, and she was primo pussy on the cover of Playboy. So I feel like he would shell out 50 bucks for her. Fair. That is completely fair. So I get I get what you're saying, like, homeboy relaxed, they, but at well, the same she time... she should have been a little more aware, He's trying to be coy and, and cool and collected... To get the Playboy centerfold, while the other idiot comes fumbling up drunk, like, True "Is that. this you?" Yeah. So he drives them to the car shop where they meet Thor. We talked about that. I do like that. They're like, "Oh, we only have forty-five dollars." Well, she doesn't tell him. She's like, "Yeah, here's the fifty dollars." Yeah. She's like, "Please don't like, count just it. be honest up front, girl." He's obviously gonna count it, right? And he says, "And I and I quote because I wrote it down. Hey, kid, this is the city." Yeah. I don't help nobody in the city. I help myself. That was the moment. And maybe I was added like, a few words. The city. Yeah. So we're like, oh, the city's tough, huh? We got <laughs> Thor over here. You know, I forgot to mention this earlier, but and I had to rewind this, but the brother calls Thor a homo. And I had to rewind it three times to make sure I heard that correctly. Oh, like, he did. did he really just call Thor a homo mm-hmm. in this children's movie? Yep. <laughs> and then she throws it in his face later. My brother thinks you're a homophobe. You're yeah. a homosexual. I mean, he's got ripped abs, no sleeves on his shirt. He tore them off. That's fair. And long, luscious Lannister locks. And he's greased. And he's <laughs> greased up. Yeah. He's greased up with a onesie. Greased lightning. I lo- so next, they're like... They got their car, they're ready to roll, they ditched the other people, and they're in the clear, about to stop at the bus stop, and she sees homeboy that ditched her, his car, because his license plate is so cool. Right. Like, those right. are the words on his license plate. And that annoying kid is laughing and pointing. Oh, yeah. shut up. You. So she's like, I'm going to show up, I'm going to, like, call him out. And she does, and he's with a girl named Sesame. Yeah. And mind you, this is the dude that he's what from the West Wing. Uh, yeah, yeah. he's fucking he hot. Looks like when he was in the West Wing to this movie, it looks like he did not age at all. No, no. he looked the same. And I'm pretty sure if I googled him today, he probably still looks the same. He he's, he, he looks doesn't so have similar. bad genes. He like doesn't out. age. But he also looks like he has um. Respectfully, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but a receding hairline, and he's supposed to play uh, a 17-year-old in this movie? Yeah, That's why that I was like, fair. maybe this is a casting error. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, not that I, I mean, you do you, but for a 17-year-old, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't look 17. He could have been the drug lord or the, the chop shop owner, sure. Yeah. But the love interest? Okay. <laughs> he looked like a pedophile when he was at the restaurant with that girl. I mean, it was great. Like, she... Decided not to punch him because she was going to take the higher ground. So the red kid, red-haired kid, the red-head kid was like, I don't fucking care. I'll punch him. So that I guess that was like some justification, like her standing up to the guy that did her wrong. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I'm glad that you did that, girl. But you she saw how much out. of an asshole she wa- he was. Yeah. Not that it's going to help out the younger guy. But, you know, it was a good right. moment for him. Right, sure. She learned not like to trust bitch. every dude. But, to be fair, he did cancel on her by going to her house. So, I I don't know if that was the norm back then, but right now, that seems, like, kind of nice. Like, every time you've been ditched, has the person come to your house and said, hey, I'm so sorry, I can't come? Mm-hmm. No? Every time I've been ditched, they showed up at the restaurant, saw me, and left before I recognized him. So, this is a harsh oh, moment, okay. so... I usually just get a text, like, sorry, can't come. And then I passively, aggressively text back, K. 
<laughs> There's so much weight to such one letter, you know? <laughs> yeah, how are you supposed to do that in person? Right. <laughs> it's like, stupid. I don't know how they live. But like you said, he was respectful about it. He even went to the French restaurant they were supposed to Oh, yeah. He, he kept their date, just brought a chick named Sesame. I mean, she Who also didn't look job. like she was in high school and had too much makeup on. Right? She looked like she was uh, trying to get a business deal going on. <laughs> it's an awful innuendo. So because they left, they lost the girl because she's getting chased by the mafia, blah, blah, blah. So she runs. She's like, that's my parents' building. And she runs there. And she goes to a floor. Somewhere along the way, she got shit on her mittens so that they could tell which floors she went to. She mm-hmm. went to one of two. One's abandoned and one that, has the, the party. candy that she was eating in front of the store. The jelly thing that she had. Oh, I don't know why she was eating candy in front of the store. That's weird. She stole from the restaurant. The oh. French restaurant. And then she was eating that donut eclair thing that was probably filled with something. Gross. Yeah. She didn't, like, take off her mittens. That was weird. And then she threw it when she ran from there. Huh. Well, so she is not very bright. She goes to the floor that is still under construction, a la Die Hard. I thought the she... same thing! I even wrote Die Hard! <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy though. This movie came out before Die Hard. So Ooh. Die Hard got it from this. Ooh, burn. So... Sick burn. Elizabeth Me. Shue, you got some money coming from fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like hiding or whatever and then says fuck it and goes out the window on a skyscraper. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do at that point, I you mean, know? I'm sure it's like at a uh, maybe 45 degree angle. It is, but still. I would do it. I shat myself just watching and the situation. And she like takes, goes down a rope and then the guy that's following her He's like, I can't tell if he's trying to help her. Like, no, you're crazy. Like, don't do this. Yeah, I could Or just, like, really wants the magazine. Like, it seemed like a little bit of both. Right. Either way, idiot climbs out the window after her. Right. And doesn't make it even half the way because a homegirl slipped down. And uh, then we cut to the Elizabeth Shue and everybody entering mom and dad's party at the club. And, like, oh, my God, what are we doing? narrowly escaped, like, running into them. Which they didn't want to do because then they, the parents would know that they came to the city, which is a big no-no. Right. So they get away from that, and they realize she's out the window, so they they go and they pull her back, like, watch out for the guy that's on the window with you. And it becomes a non-issue all of a sudden. Yeah, like, oh, like, okay, so that's over, I guess. So we're just going to, like, she's back. Like, all they wanted was the magazine. Did they, like, give it? Oh, yeah, they Remember? gave it to the other guy. Yeah, because then the guy that stole the car comes up. He's like, I'll help you guys out. Give me the yeah. magazine. They give him the magazine. So, he punches him out, throws a magazine on him. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So it's a whole so thing. Glad. So either way, it's over. They get in the car. They collect Brenda. Brenda's they go on the merry way. Brenda's fine now. She's going <laughs> to go home. She's like, go home. I can't go home. Like, are you fucking kidding me? She After all that, you're going to bitch about having to go to your house? Ugh. And then she quickly cleans up the kitchen and gets the kids in bed, and she the qu- parents come home. Did you notice she, when she gets there, she puts away the things that are on the, the, the counter, and there's cream that's been sitting out all day while she's been gone, just curdling? Well, she doesn't, like, nicely clean anything up. She just gets rid of it, so yeah, it looks nice. Throw it away. I mean, I she, feel like that's going to be a reality I check think, later. Sure, Charlie. I'm so I'm Sorry, sure she idea. was thinking oh. about each and everything she put away as she was putting it away. And then she in wiped the covers off with Windex. That's not going to clean anything. Because they were the parents are coming. <clears throat> they had to drive past them in speed to get home before them. Yeah, and idiot. they made it. She they didn't did give make a it. shit right, whether fine. it was clean or not. Fine. And then she hooks up with the college dude again. Which, okay, he follows them or looks up. Oh, no, he finds a skate. Finds the address, decides... It's cool to show up there at one in the morning. Right. And shows up. Right. When he knows that she's just the babysitter and maybe is gone already. I mean, it worked out for him, so respectfully. It did, because he pulled up right when she was leaving. But, like, from her point of view, she really, instead of kissing him, should have been like, We need boundary did issues. You know? Are you stalking me? What kind of fancy things from the future do you have? I'd like, I would let a hottie <laughs> like that stalk me. No, Charlie. Yep, yep, Charlie. Charlie, no, please. Yep, surprise sex. <sighs> Charlie, you always go there. So, um, so a, that's the movie. I love this as a kid. I kind of dug it now. I mean, I didn't like it as much, but I remember as a kid, maybe it was the hard swearing and like the crazy situations that I liked so much because I saw it kind of young. But I, this movie's great. I do think it's interesting. Like this whole movie is basically 
these kids that have been like sheltered materialistically and um location wise like they've just been sheltered their whole life and this is their first time going out into the world without their parents Mm -hmm. and they're faced with a lot of dangers Mm -hmm. so basically and they survive it and they handle it but to them it's just a game right like the one guy when he's in the er he gets stabbed in the foot because the knife falls <laughs> he's like i only get one stitch and then a nurse comes chris is like hey the guy next her. door it was stabbed to death he died and he's over here complaining about one stab wound. Right. it's like a stitch please like they're just playing this game like that it's it's hard but they get to go back to their suburban home and go to sleep so i think it's an interesting commentary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um Basically, don't go to the city without your parents, you know? Right. You'll become a hooker. When you're a babysitter. Or play with a rat kitten. If kids are blackmailing you, don't do what it is they're trying to blackmail you for. Yeah. Because it's just going to get real. Although it worked out. Maybe ride it out. Ride it out. Yeah, she met a boyfriend. (laughs) Ride it out, man. You'll find love, life, liberty, money. People just give you money. Well, I feel like now people have cell phones. This movie wouldn't have quite happened in the yeah. way that it did. An Uber later. All yeah. right, I'm home. Don't come yeah. get me. <laughs> okay, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry you went through that thing, but like I'm home now. <laughs> right. It's chill. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. It was so good to hear from you. Or actually, for you to hear from us. Uh, <laughs> please follow us on Twitter at... 80s Baby Cinema. Or go to our website at... TheGreatCinematicDebate.com Or you found us here on iTunes at 80s Babies in the Great Cinematic Debate. We love you. We love to hear from you. And especially when it comes to me and compliments, do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Adventure. 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 You fucking tool. (laughs) 